welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hey, this is Big Chief, and you're listening to the Bourbon Road. You know what I love to pour in my old fashions is a little maple syrup. Can't be just any maple syrup. It has to be from seldom seen farms up in Ohio. He takes bourbon barrels, pours his syrup in there, and ages it for six to nine months, making for some delicious, just some delicious syrup that you can pour on pancakes, you can pour it on waffles, chicken and waffles like this fat guy likes. But seriously, you want to make a delicious cocktail with some maple syrup and not that old simple syrup. Check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. Pick up some stuff from there today. We'd appreciate it. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. This is the Bourbon Road. Today, Mike, Studio 1A in the basement at the Bourbon Bar. We needed a full bar today because we're mixing it up. Yeah, we got six bourbons on the bar to drink through this show right here. And uh, what we're going to do, Jim, is we're going to decide which bourbon makes the best highball. Okay. So this is similar to what we did last year with Coke. Yeah. We said, uh, well, no, I should say the Coke, Coke and bourbon is a highball. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a highball. Coke and ginger ale is a highball. Yeah. Any Anytime you take an alcohol, alcoholic spirit like bourbon or vodka or something like that, and you mix it with a non-alcoholic single mixer. Kind of a carbonated. Carbonated usually, yeah. yeah uh, that's a highball. Yeah, so initially the most common highball was made with scotch whiskey and carbonated water known simply as scotch and soda. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I've been known to drink a lot of highballs. Um, my main thing is with ginger ale, um, and it used to be old Seagram 7. I loved them. That was my standard drink. I didn't know what else to really order. You know, you go into a bar, I didn't want to drink a white Russian or um, one of those drinks. I didn't like fruity drinks, but I and I really didn't like drinking Jack and Coke all that much because I had some bad experiences with it. But I did know that ginger ale didn't make me feel so bad. Yeah. Um, so today that's what we're using for our highballs is ginger ale. We're using about four ounces ginger ale and about an ounce of bourbon in each one of these. Um, which is which is a good which is a good combination. <laughs> so just to be clear though, highballs don't have to be carbonated, right? Uh, they could certainly be a non-carbonated mixer of some sort. Um, like a like a juice, right? Yeah, a screwdriver. Uh, that would be considered that orange uh, juice and vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of a neat thing there, but I would say your typical most of them. Whenever you, if you go into a bar and say I want a highball, uh, most bartenders are going to pour you a whiskey and ginger ale. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what it's going to be. Now, have you you drinking? Whiskey and ginger ale a lot in your life? I have. In fact, you know, when it's summertime and it's getting a little warm outside and I'm just not feeling a beer, I might have myself a, a, a mule, right? Yep. Which is basically a, a bourbon and ginger beer or ginger ale. Uh, you may or may not add lime to that. 
a little spritz of lime in there. Yeah. Or lemon. Yeah. 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 So the first bourbon we picked, and we we tried to pick six bourbons that anybody can get their hands on. Um, I think we did a very good job of that. The very first one we picked though is Rebel, which is just their straight um, just, eighty proof. Just the Rebel. Yep. And uh, this is a weeded bourbon. Yep. And uh, it's currently mixed with uh, with the Seagram's ginger ale, right? Yeah. And then we've got a couple of different ginger ales, but we're not going to really... Not going to focus too much on ginger ale. I would say this is... Uh, Seagram's is probably going to be the driest out of all the ginger ales. And it probably has the less, least amount of sugar. Now, these are just regular old um, ginger ales. There's no zero. There's no diet or anything like that. Um which I'm kind of breaking my rule here because I've given up on sodas, but for this episode, I, I, I'm going to give it a little college try. Taking one for the team. Yeah, yeah. Well, heck, cheers, Jim. Cheers. A couple of cubes in there, four ounces of ginger ale, an ounce of bourbon. Um, I would have to say in this particular case that uh, uh, the bourbon's not front and center for me. It's more ginger ale than bourbon. Yeah, there's no kick there in this one. No, no kick. Uh, I think that weeded rebels kind of kind of masked a little bit by the ginger ale because ginger ale is a spicy drink. Yeah, if I think if we would have if this would have been a hundred proof or hundred and ten, you'd be able to taste the bourbon, but it's really masked by the ginger ale. But if you're if you're just looking for a cool drink on a hot summer day. It's going to have a little bit of something there to to um, let you relax. This wouldn't be a bad choice. Or if, or if you have somebody that, you know, like Viv, she sometimes, she's like, I don't want to taste the whiskey. I want it to be masked. Um, this might be up her alley right here. Yeah. Or if you have some of these new bourbon, it's an easy way to get them into bourbon. If you're looking for something that 80 proof is not overpowering, whereas you got pure whiskey drinkers we like that kick we we want to kick it up a notch yeah I, I like i like to have that spirit shine through a little bit i like to taste it now you've got this broken up very logically we're going to do three and three right yeah three weeded bourbons and then three rye bourbons and we're going to go all the way from 80 proof um i think the highest proof uh whiskey over there is a 101 everybody can guess what that is so we're going to keep in that range right there. Like I said, they're all something you can grab. Yeah. You know, next whiskey up after this one is going to be old Maker's Mark. Standard Maker's Mark. I think that's that's a pretty fair bottle and stuff. You know, we'll see. All right. Well, I think uh, I think this has been a kind of uh, enlightening for me personally. I probably wouldn't choose the uh, the entry-level Rebel. Uh, for my ginger ale mixer, my highball, I think for me it's kind of uh, gets lost in there a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you, Jim. Um, now I'm gonna let everybody know, Jim. Jim brought out the fine china for me. Today. Yeah, we're drinking out of the good <laughs> stuff today, Mike. We got some red solo cups in here. We just thought that this would be a fun episode for listeners. Kind of take a break from what we've been doing. Uh, we've been hitting the distilleries, hitting the guests. And when we, me and you really haven't had a chance to just sit down and shoot the shit. Yeah, this was a fun episode last year with, um, on the episode, that, uh, you know, what bourbon makes Coke taste best. And that was a wildly popular show. It did get some criticism. 
Yeah, but you're going to get that on social media or uh, anywhere, even on the podcast. We got some emails and stuff, uh, but we got more great feedback from that episode. Yeah. How many people said that, hey, we love that episode. We love that you guys are stepping out of the box. You know, maybe our both of our palates um, will give somebody some insights. Say, okay, I'm going to start drinking it with this or that. Yeah. And you know what? Just don't take yourself so damn seriously. I mean, come yeah. on. It's just, we're just having fun. Yeah. You know what the nice thing is, Jim, is, you know, sometimes we have to go shopping for a bottle or something. Um, so I texted you this afternoon and said, hey, what bottles did you got at your house? Uh, I'm going to look through the bottles I have. And it was kind of nice going shopping for bourbons, right? Yeah. We're like, man, I don't have to go to the store. Don't, don't leave the house. Just go shopping. Yeah. So I dug through and we came out with these six bottles. Uh, hopefully... Everybody can find these bottles across the United States or in your local bar. And I, I think most of them you'll find. I'll tell you what, Mike, even though I said that this wouldn't be my choice, I did finish it. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready to move on to the next one? Let's do it. All right. So we got our next solo cup here. And this one has this, the standard issue makers mark. Yeah. 90 proof. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Get it anywhere. And uh, a little bit more of that Seagram's ginger ale. Yeah, probably one of the most recognizable bottles on a shelf with that red wax. Um, you know, you go to bar, you'll see that old black label, Jack Daniels. You'll see that Jim Beam. And you'll see this Maker's Mark. All right. Two ice cubes, four ounces of ginger ale, and an ounce of uh, Maker's Mark in this case. Let's yeah. check it out. Cheers. Cheers. Now, I can taste the whiskey in that one. You, th- you can? Yeah. I, I still, I'm still not there yet. Yeah, no. I mean, it's not where I'd like it to be. But we're going to put them all at the same concentration, right? They're all going to be at the same yep. ratio because that's the best way to do it. But I will say this much. That little bit of extra proof, that extra little bit of proof there has made it show up a little bit for me. So, so. you think that's that, that's that key? Well, I don't know if that's the key, but I can definitely tell there's some alcohol in this one. The last one I had trouble even telling there was bourbon in it. Yeah, I, I'm still, you know, I guess this wouldn't be my choice right here. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be with you there, Mike. I'm going to agree with you. I think that um, definitely not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. And, you know, when you go to a bar and you get a pour, you're typically going to get an ounce and a half and about six ounces, right? Yeah, I guess it depends on the bar. You know, usually the highball glasses are nice tall. They're so going to have a lot of ice in them, though. A lot of ice. Probably, you said, four to six ounces of, of some type of soda in there. And yeah, then an ounce, ounce and a half. half. So so we're right there. <clears throat> we're right where we need to be. Probably a lot more ice in there. You get a lot more watered down drink. Uh, yeah, it's just not cutting it for me. I think... I'll be honest with you, Mike. I think I make mine quite a bit stronger than this. <laughs> four four ounces of ginger ale, four ounces of bourbon. You got a hell of a mixer out I there. I think that's about right. <laughs> what I usually do now, I'm just going to tell you how I do mine. So I'll grab any cup, whatever the cup is, it doesn't matter. And I'll put a good amount of ice in it, whatever that amount of ice is. Um, say a third of the way or a quarter of the way up the cup. And then I'll cover the ice with bourbon, whatever that is. And then I'll 
pour in the other till I fill up the cup. A splash of soda. So let's say it's a third, which is probably what it usually is. So yeah. I'm usually at 30% bourbon and ice, and the rest is whatever the mixer is. Wow. That's about right. It's about the same as what we're doing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking it. We were at USA Cares the other night, and we both had these gigantic rock glasses. I mean, they, them rock glasses are pretty oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hefty. And then bartenders, they did not care. They were giving us four to six ounce pours of bourbon. Yeah. Whew. Oh, my gosh. By the end of that night, I was feeling pretty good. We And we probably, we must have walked. Well, we walked one block, two two blocks, city blocks, and then we walked back two blocks. So yeah, we we did a in a in Louisville blocks. I don't know how the standard length of a block is, city street. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was, we walked a good long ways, and it was it was hot out the other night. Yeah, was, I think it was a hundred degrees. It's a good hot night. Yeah, um, hot night in the old town. I wouldn't recommend that doing <laughs> people doing that. What we did. All right, Mike. Well, I'm kind of in your boat here. I think that uh, for me, the the bourbon showed up a little bit more in this one, but it's still not quite apparent. I I just feel like I'm going to just, I'm just going to say that I think that a weeded bourbon's kind of, so far, it's not proven to be the right choice. I don't know. I think the last time, last time around... Didn't Larceny win? Yeah, but that was with Coke. With Coke. That's yeah. different. This is ginger ale. Ginger ale is spicy. You think it needs spice with spice? I think it needs spice with spice. I wouldn't be surprised if a rye wouldn't be the right choice, but let's let's see what we get. Well, we we only got, well, I mean, we got, I, I'm looking at several rye bourbons or rye whiskeys over on your shelf, but we got six whiskey or bourbons picked out for today's show and stuff. Well, heck. Let's move on to the next one, Jim. All right, let's move on. All right, so in this cup, we have Larceny at 92 proof. This is also a weeded bourbon. So the proof has climbed just a little bit more. Yeah. We have changed our ginger ale this time. What do we got, Mike? Some of that Schweppes. Yeah, Schweppes. Schweppes. Yeah. So we in the first two bourbons, we had uh, Seagram's. Now we've got Schweppes. Got to change it up a little Change bit. it up. Now, some people might say that's not fair, but you know what? It's our damn show. <laughs> right, Mike? <laughs> well, I just, I, you know, there are so many different choices of ginger ale out there, Jim. Um, you know, and you might be in a different region. Trust me, the, the, the drink I wanted to use was L81 because that's a Kentucky thing. But I'm not positive everybody across the nation yeah. or across the world can get L81, they, or even got, if they know what it is. You know, I got some L81 in the fridge up there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking about another one was Verner's, and I, I believe Verner's is an Ohio ginger ale. Yeah, I think you can get it in the store here, though. I've seen it before. In fact, I've bought it by mistake. Melody, uh, my wife, is is kind of partial to Canada Dry. So uh, when I brought home the Verner, she's like, oh, that's not the same. <laughs> I'm thinking ginger ale's ginger ale, but obviously to somebody who knows their ginger ale, it's not the same. I guess Verner's is a Detroit. Detroit. Name. Okay. Yeah. Close, close enough to yeah. Ohio. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, let's check this one out, Mike. Cheers. Okay. 
now each step we take, the bourbon seems to stand out just a little bit for, further. It's like Simon says, and this bourbon st steps forward one step. Well, we moved it up three proof points, but historically, Larceny's been known as a good mixer. Yeah. You know, it, it did win our Coke challenge, right? Which we were both shocked at. We kind of yeah. did that blind. We're not doing this one blind, but yeah, that was blind. That was completely blind. And we were both taken by surprise, but uh, certainly uh, Larceny and Coke was our winner. And I have to say, um, it's definitely standing up in this a little bit better. Now, the the ginger ale has changed. The ginger ale did change, and I don't know if that has a major thing to do with it. Yeah, this is a little less spicy. This ginger ale is a little less spicy, a little more um, sweet. Got a little sweetness to it. A little it. more sweet. So uh, yeah. I guess that would allow the bourbon to shine through just a little bit more. But I could tell this larceny is just holding up. I even looked in the glass, and I was like, this is a little darker. Yeah. I wouldn't complain. If somebody poured me this in a bar, I wouldn't complain a bit. Well, man, we, we did pour it at the bar. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you're, you're right. I wouldn't complain. I'd be happy with this right here. Um, you know, the other night I had, I told the bartender, I said, just make me whatever. You know, and she made me up a, um, some kind of a cherry bourbon something. And I got to say... It was one of the worst bourbon drinks I ever had yeah. before. I, did, I took a couple sips of it. Viv took a sip. I think Mel took a sip of it. And we all agreed. Uh, Cruz's wife, Chris Cruz's wife was there with us, uh, Amber. And uh, none of us liked it. But everybody's like, what is this? And I said, she made some kind of cherry bourbon thing up. And I learned my lesson right there. You yeah. know, never go up to a bartender and make, say, make me whatever. Well, and and honestly, there, there are different levels of bartenders, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And when you go to an event that has a uh, open bar, that person standing behind it's not necessarily a mixologist or, an you know, right? Oh, for sure. I, 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 she was working on a great event that we were at, but at the same time. She was I, having fun trying to make it something. She was. And uh, God bless her heart. She poured a lot of drinks that night. Yeah. For a lot of hours, she stood there. A lot of bourbon got poured. I, but I, what I should have done was stuck to the maker's mark. Yeah. Now, afterwards, we did go out on town, hit a few spots, and you did have one heck of a whiskey sour. Yeah, I did a pre-prohibition uh, whiskey sour called the 1870 sour uh, made with Old Forster's 1870 uh, bourbon. Really, really good. If you want a more uh, tart whiskey sour, a sweet, um, probably right up your alley. The thing I'm about is if it's going to be a whiskey sour, I always ask, is it pre-mixed or is it a real whiskey sour with eight whites? Um, I probably will never drink another pre-mixed whiskey sour in my life. you got to have the egg whites, unless, of course, you're vegan, and there are some alternatives there. Sure. But... Um, Definitely, the egg whites make a difference in a whiskey sour. Now, what I did learn the other night about a whiskey sour is traditionally, they also had some red wine in them. Oh, do they? I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Um, you learn something every day. The first whiskey sour mentioned uh, in any articles or anything was in 1870, Jim, which just happened to be the same year as that. Whiskey was in that whiskey sour the night. I, I kind of thought that was cool. Um, 
that the whiskey sour is really not that old. Well, we'll have to save this one for what whisk what bourbon makes the best whiskey sour. <laughs> well, maybe that that's next year's episode. <laughs> next right year's there. episode. For now, we're talking about ginger ale highballs. And uh, I would say so far, from the three we've had, we started out with uh, Revel, then we had Makers, now we're having Larceny. I'm going to say the Larceny is, uh, is, is taking the game so far. It's been the king of the weeders for sure, uh, most, most certainly. You know, going back to that Whiskey Sour conversation, Jim, and talking about a show for next year, maybe we can get our good friend Heather Webbles. To do that show with us. She can throw down on some cocktails. I bet she can make one hell of a whiskey sour. She said she could. I believe her. Yeah. Um, so, uh, folks, if you want to hear a show like that, let us know. If you enjoy these shows like this, let us know. We'd really appreciate it. Well, in this first half, Jim, we got one hell of an event we're about to go to, right? Yeah, I'm real excited about it. So, August the 6th. Mike and I are heading south with our wives. We're going down to Franklin, Tennessee. What's the event, Mike? We're going to be at the Southern Whiskey Society, uh, put on by Made South, our good friend Chris Thomas. Uh, it's going to be at the, a place called The Factory there in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, tickets are still available. You can go get them. Yeah, and Southern Whiskey Society is not, well, it is kind of a club. It's a club where you buy your membership once a year with yeah. a ticket to the event. Well, one hell of an event, too, Jim. Ten shifts. Over 30 distilleries. He's added a couple since the last show we did with him. Um, just the ten shifts alone I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been before. Mike, this will be your first trip. But uh, absolutely amazing, uh, some of the small bites that these chefs put forward. But the bourbons have got me real excited also this year. He's not only got four picks, but he actually added a fifth pick from a maple barrel, which is a bourbon barrel that had maple syrup put into it by our good friend up there in uh, Ohio, Farms, Seldom yeah. Seen Farms, old Kevin Hotley. They took that maple barrel back, poured whiskey into it, aged it. I don't know, two or three months, four months. It's been a while since we did that pick, and it's still aging. Um, some amazing whiskey. Some re really good whiskey. Now, those bottles will be available at the show. A few lucky people are going to be able to buy some of those. Yeah. You can certainly buy a ticket uh, to this event, and there are two different tickets that are available. There's a ticket with a bottle, with a pick, and, a, and an event entry only, which doesn't include a bottle, right? Yeah. Um, another person that's going to be on site, possibly with us, listeners, is our good friend Chris Cruz and his wife. Uh, I think they're going to try to be down there. Uh, Jim, we're going to have our gear set up on stage. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to get a couple people on the show. If you're a roadie and want to be on a show, buy a ticket. Buy a, buy a ticket to the Southern Whiskey Society down in Franklin, Tennessee on August 6th. Come hang out with us. Come eat some amazing food. Come drink some spectacular whiskey. Um, we'll have a hell of a time. We will have a good time. All right, Mike. Well, let's take a short break. And when we get back, three more. Yes, sir. Man, Jim, you know what I've really been enjoying lately? Oh, you're going to tell me. 
some of that seldom seen farms maple syrup that's been aged in bourbon barrels. It is absolutely delicious, not only in a cocktail, but you can cook with it, right? You can. You absolutely can. Now, Mike, Kevin just sent me a new shipment, so I got a little bit more. And I've been making some beef jerky lately. Really? Yeah. Now, I know you're the meat master, <laughs> but, but I, I tried my hand at it. I said, you know, I want to make some beef jerky. And I've got a pretty decent beef jerky recipe, and it's got a little bit of soy sauce, a little bit of Worcestershire, a little bit of, you know, onion powder, garlic powder, those kind of things. But I always put brown sugar in it. Well, this time, Kevin sent me a bottle of his granulated maple sugar. Wow. And I decided that I was going to substitute the maple sugar for the brown sugar. Oh, game changer. Let me tell you. Total game changer. Total game changer. Some of the best beef jerky you've ever had. So I'm going to make another batch here in in about a week, and I'll be sure to get you some. Man, that that sounds delicious. Vivian took, and we just got an air fryer like most people got these days, right? And uh, she took and soaked fresh pineapple in that maple syrup and then put it in the air fryer and it kind of crisped up a little bit. Oh, sounds uh, good. It was just magically delicious. Um, and people probably wonder why we love it so much. Kevin competed in the maple festival uh, last year, 2021, and he was named grand champion. Um, that's saying something. So seldom seen farms grand champion. Of the 2021 Maple Syrup Festival. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's saying something. Yeah. You're going up against some heavy hitters in maple syrup. And I know we're, we're talking about just the syrup, but, um, you know, that's something to be proud of. Uh, hats off to you, Kevin, for when that. Kevin's also uh, competing in a couple other competitions. Make sure you check out his website. Check out his social media on Instagram and Facebook. You won't be uh, disappointed. If you want to buy something, from him where can they go jim you can go to seldom maple.com and kevin and his crew they've got a great website very easy to navigate they've got all their products on there you can buy their maple syrup by the bottle you can buy it by the case uh you can buy that sugar oh my goodness mike that stuff is so good uh, and they've got some other gift sets there too so you definitely want to check it out well he's also going to be in some distilleries pretty shortly here um, some distilleries from that I love and I know you love. He's going to be down Leaper's Fork. Um, you can find a syrup down there aged in their barrels. Treaty Oak down in Dripping Springs, Texas. Um, I was just out there. His syrup's going to be there. Awesome. Um, and at Garrison Brothers in Texas, if you think uh, you love some maple syrup, make sure you go into Garrison Brothers and pick up a bottle from them also. Uh, Kevin appreciated uh, I know he he loves people. You're supporting a local farmer, a local product, a small family. This is no factory place that's putting out maple syrup, right, Jim? This is a good man doing good work. Yeah, got to love it. Well, make sure you check out his site. Like Jim said, seldomseenmaple.com. Pick up a bottle today. All right, so next solo cup, and we have four roses. This is the 80 proof. Yeah. But Four Roses has a little bit of spice in it. Uh, we're still drinking the Schweppes ginger ale in this one. Same yes, as with the Larceny. Yep. 
So I'm ready to check it out. Yeah, a lot of people don't see this Four Roses, but you will see it as a well whiskey. Um, about a $20, $25 bottle. Um, you'll especially see it around here in Kentucky, but mainly over in Japan. Yeah. Um, that part of the world, you will see this bottle a lot. Yeah. Very, very popular over there. Cheers, Mike. Cheers. We went downhill a little bit. Yeah, yeah I think we did. Uh, 80 proof. Uh, I think we're, we're starting to get the idea of what's going on here. I think proof is in the pudding. <laughs> is that funny? No. Proof is important to a highball. Yeah, I think it is. I, th I think you need to be that north of north of 90, but for sure. Um, this is just a... You know, it wasn't just a weeded. It was... No, and you know, I, I was starting to think that it might be, but then, you know, the larceny kind of showed us that um, a weeded bourbon can make a decent uh, ginger ale highball. So I'm guessing that now that we've had this first um, rye bourbon and this Four Roses, and we find out that it's a step down. A little, little bit. Little yeah. Bit. Now, listeners out there, this is going to be our fourth pour and really it's our fifth pour because we uh did a review before this show um so if we start getting silly let us know well i was gonna lead into jim is listeners go on to our website and read the blogs or articles uh, that we write um i actually wrote an article about how to kind of properly set yourself up to uh to drink like this, what we're doing right now. Jim, you fed us one hell of a meal tonight. A big old gigantic steak. I think that thing was two inches thick. <laughs> yeah, At least mine was. Costco, Costco's <laughs> got the steaks now, don't they? Uh, with some asparagus, uh, some uh, roasted uh, potatoes, and then you fed me some cheesecake. So you made sure that I followed the truth of that article um, and that make sure you eat before you drink and stuff. Uh, we drank a little bit of red wine up there tonight. Uh, but one hell of a no, I can't thank you enough. It's always nice to break bread here at your house with you and uh, have a great conversation up there. We talk about all kinds of stuff. It's always nice to have you and Viv over. We have such a great time when you're here, and we, we have such a great time when we come to your place. We were talking about taxes, though. We, we yeah. talked a lot about taxes tonight. And, you know, we're both at that age, we're... You know, taxes matter. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> taxes. I hate to say it, but they do matter. But. Uh, yeah, what you get for your taxes really matters. And yeah, that's what we were kind of we were talking about, of what kind of services you get for your taxes. Right. <laughs> One of the other things that you mentioned in your article, Mike, is how much uh, or how important it is to hydrate. Uh, most definitely. Um, not. We're not talking about hydrate with soda or... Uh, fruit juice or anything like that or hydrate with a highball there's make water sure in that ginger ale for <laughs> sure but <laughs> it's not make, the same yeah make sure you're drinking plenty of water make sure you drink two cups before you go out drinking you know one of the things you always stick to uh is you're like hey i'm gonna have a drink and then that'll last me an hour but I also have a water and um you know, I, I see a lot of people are like, something wrong with you? Because I'm always, if you see me drinking somewhere, I usually have a cup of water with me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that surprises a lot of people that I always have some water with me. I mean, if you if you just have a simple rule that, you know, equal volumes of whatever you're drinking and water, you won't have, a, you'll feel so much better the next morning. Yeah. 
Um, and it doesn't mean you're drinking less. You're just keeping hydrated. A lot of people are surprised by that, though. They're surprised that I would drink so much water. And then to end your night, make sure you drink two full glasses of water before you go to bed. Yep. You know, if you get a little older like us. You got to get up at 3 o'clock. You got to get up at 3 o'clock, take pee. That's just, <laughs> that's just the way it rolls. Um, but... Yeah, make sure you hydrate. Make sure you eat properly. I put on there the foods that you need to eat uh, or what I like to do. And the charcuterie trays are um, they're there for a reason, usually, um, if we're drinking and stuff. I want to make sure everybody has a good time, but the food is there for a reason. Yeah, and if you're out and you're drinking and you're you're keeping up with your water and you're keeping up with, uh, you know, taking care of yourself, but on the way home you stop at Taco Bell. Make sure you take that Prilosec for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I tell you what, there was, I think I, we both needed some the other day. Yeah. Uh, we'd eaten something uh, at a place and it didn't settle too well. Burnt pretzel. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to talk about it, Mike. I mean, it just, it just brings up back all kinds of bad memories. I'm not going to name the place because maybe they were just having a bad night. But man, sometimes you get nasty bar food and it just leaves a, a lasting impression in your mind. I, I won't go back there for a while. I have never seen anybody fry the inside out of a French fry before. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was disgusting. <laughs> Those were almost square potato chips. It was after midnight and that cook wanted to be at home, but it was nasty. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was sure. stuff. Well, anyway. Well, let's move on to our next one. Let's video. move on. All right, all right, all right. So in our next solo cup, we've got we changed we changed ginger ales this time. We did. We got Canada Dry. All right, this is Melody's favorite, and it's the one that's in our house most of the time. This one right here is. This is the one that's in. Now we normally have the zero calorie version of mm -hmm. it, uh, and for me, you know, there is a big difference in the flavor between the zero cal and the regular. But like with any diet drink, once you drink it for a while, you just don't pay you attention get used to it. And I would say most of the time I drink ginger ale, just just the can of ginger ale. I mean, I'm just having a soda, right? Sure. Uh, every now and then it'll be with a bourbon in it. But this time we've got very old Barton 100 proof. 100 proof. Now this is not bonded. I'm not sure what happened to their bonded. I haven't seen it in a minute. The bottles almost look similar. Right on the very top, it would say bottled bond, um, but this one says crafted. Um, so there is a little bit of difference there. I mean, I guess just the age probably is what. It could be, or is that this just doesn't meet the requirement for a single distilling season, yeah. single master distiller, so they couldn't label as bonded. But nevertheless, we're dealing with a uh, what we know to be a very um, spicy bourbon. Right? Uh, one that is 100 proof, which is the highest proof yet tonight. Yeah. And one that probably has the best chance so far for standing out in our ginger ale. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is that Very Old Barton is a Sazerac product, right? Yeah. They own, they own the business, don't they? So what else they own? That big distiller right over in Frankfurt? Buffalo Trace. Yeah. <laughs> so the Barton Distillery uh, in Bardstown has been one of my favorites to go on tours on. They probably have my favorite white dog coming off the still of any distillery I've ever been to. 
Or you can't go to it anymore. You can't go to it anymore. It's done. Yeah. Now, I understand that. They've had a couple of incidents down there with uh, failures of structure and so forth in the buildings. And the and they've had some problems. So, I understand why they've had to stop that. But, nevertheless, Barton is a good, solid whiskey. And uh, I'm really looking forward to trying it in this ginger ale. Now, me and you met this fellow the other night, Jim. And he swore to both of us that Sazerac was bottled at heaven and hell. He did. <laughs> well, you know what, Mike? Sometimes we just have to nod our head and move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't take it, Jim. I, I probably had too much makers in me, and I was like, well, no. Yeah. Uh, and we went through the whole thing and said, hey, Sazerac's, I won't buy a Sazerac. And, uh, you know, why it probably is bottled in, or could be bottled in Bardstown at Barton, 1792. They got a heck of a bottling line there. It's definitely not bottled over at Heaven and Hill. Yeah. Definitely I can't not imagine it would be. No, I don't think, uh, I don't think they would allow that. But nevertheless, you know, sometimes we just... Sometimes we don't say nothing back. Sometimes we have to. We can't help ourselves. But I had too much bourbon in me. <laughs> I had too much. All right. So, very old Barton and Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good right that's there. That's pretty good right there. That's mm-hmm. the best one so far. I like that. That's spice. That, um, and we changed our ginger ale up a little bit this time. We're trying to do is also kind of figure out, hey, what's the best ginger ale? But usually when you go to a bar, you're only going to get one. You don't get to choose. Yeah. They usually only have one or they'll have a Sprite or they'll have a seven up. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm partial to Canada Dry only because it's what's it's the house ginger ale here. It's what Melody chooses. And she picks the ginger ale for this house. She's. She's wearing those pants when it comes to ginger ale. ginger ale, she's wearing the pants. This is a, I like the Barton in this, that Hunter proof. Oh, that little bit of rice spice from that Barton. Yeah, it stands out. It's, uh, yeah, it, it actually pairs very well with this uh, ginger ale. Makes a good highball. I think that this is overall probably by far, by a big leap, this is my favorite one tonight so far. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. A lot of whiskey news out there that has surprised us in the last couple weeks, Jim. Yeah. Um, Jacob Call, the master distiller at Green River Distillery, is going to go ahead and leave them. Yeah. And, you know, things like that happen. So the distillery just sold. It was purchased by Barstown Bourbon Company, who was just recently purchased by an investment group out of Chicago. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, a lot of change going on there, and I can understand why um, there might be uh, a little bit of a shakeup inside. Yeah, and they nobody really knows where he's going. I guess he's got a non-compete uh, until, I think it's October 31st of this year. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him show up somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of experience. He's definitely got a great resume. I would definitely expect to see him pop up on our radar here in the near future. Yeah. Uh, Jackie's I can, she had left 
old Forester. Uh, she's uh, already with her new distillery, new bourbon. What can you tell me about it, Mike? So uh, Jackie joined a team, uh, almost like a little community of, I, I, I don't know what else to call them except for whiskey nerds, really. Um, and they share a passion. And uh, it's called Hidden Barn. You know, I drive down my road and I see all kinds of barns, right? Um, but to them, it's all about fellowship. They've got Royce Neely. He's their partner and master distiller. Um, a lot of people know that Neely uh, distillery. Neely family distillery, yep. Yes, sir, yep. yep. Um, Royce is going to be their master distiller. And then Jackie, she's going to be their master blender. You got Nate Winnegar. Uh, he's going to be their brand ambassador. Everybody sees him out there uh, in social media. You know, you might notice him as uh, 5280 Whiskey uh, Society. Make sure you check them out. Um, and then you got Matt Danker. He would be their operations lead. So he was a co-founder of 5280 Whiskey Society also. Pretty neat. I think Hidden Barn to me means something. It means something to them. I can't wait to taste their whiskey out there. I'm excited for Jackie. Um, kind of stepping out there with a new team and stuff, and I'm excited to see what they can do. You know, Roy Sneely, he's a big name in whiskey. He is. Yeah, Royce, a lot of respect for Royce. We haven't had him on the show before. Wish we had. We certainly had Jackie on the show a couple of times. Yep, yep. Um, I, I would say let's 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 work on getting her on the show and figure out what's going on here. Yeah, maybe we can get Royce and Jackie and Nate all together, three people, get them on the show taste their whiskey. I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. All right, Mike. So, so far, I think we've got a winner here. Maybe not the winner, but the winner so far. Yeah, it's a real close one between this and the Larceny, but this right here had that spice to it. Uh, the 100 proof was there. 100 proof, I think, is the key. I definitely yeah, believe like yeah. it is. So, let's check out the next one. Let's do it. All right. So, next red solo cup. We're still on the Canada Dry Ginger Ale. This is the last level cups, Jim. This is it. This is it. We've got a whole bunch of dead solo cups over there. Yeah. Yeah. But this time we got 101 proof. What could it be? <laughs> Wild turkey. Wild turkey and Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Now, Wild you think some people drank this before? I think I drank it before. Oh, you have? I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, heck, let's, let's taste it. Cheers. Oh, I like that. That's pretty good, Jim. That's really good. You know, it, it kind of rings a bell for me because that's exactly, I hate to say it, but that's exactly what I've had from time to time. That's my that's my house whiskey. Well, I'd say, you know, I was telling you about this. I, you know, I, we was talking about me kind of shopping today. I pull out one wild turkey, and then I pull out another one, and then I pull out a third one. I'm like, I had three damn bottles of wild turkey over here at the house right now. Yeah. Which is weird for me to have, right? Yeah, it's not your go-to. Right. Trust me, they've all been drank out of a lot. I yeah. was like, man, this thing's got a lot of whiskey left or uh, gone out of it. Man, that's that's uh, pretty darn good, Mike. I would say it's just, it's just a hair better than that Barton. Like one proof, 
like well, you know it's not a hundred percent proof i think a little bit of the spice wild turkey is a little bit more of a sweeter whiskey than barton is yeah i i don't know i for me these six whiskeys three different ginger ales a bunch of different mash bills a bunch of different proofs I'm going to say that this is my jam right here. This is it right here, huh? Yeah. Now you pick your jam. Don't be. No, I, I, to me, this right here, surprisingly, um, to me, this is it right here because wild turkey paired good with it. I, I like I was saying, I think wild turkey is a little bit sweeter of a whiskey than that Barton is. Um, you know, two totally different distilleries. Two totally different mash bills. Now, wild turkey, they say it's a high rye, but we know it really, today's standards, it's not. It's not a high rye. So, yeah, definitely not. I mean, in its day, wild turkey was the spicy high rye whiskey, but today it's just, uh, it's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even close. Well, Jim, we're going to be at some other great events too, right? We got the Kentucky Bourbon Festival coming up. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, of course, we've already talked about August the 6th. We're going to be in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. Then uh, in September, we're going to be at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. Mike and I will be present and accounted for. I think it's 16th through the 18th down there. Still take tickets available. Make sure you go online, KY Bourbon Fest. Um, get your tickets now. Wear that bourbon bullshit or t-shirt down there. I'll have one on. Jim, you'll probably end up with a bourbon road t-shirt on or something like that. Something like that. But we may have a backpack or something with a few things to hand out to people we notice are wearing our swag, right? We might have a recorder with us. Try to get an episode out of it. Um, But come down there. Say hi to us. Stick your hand out there. Give us that old fist bump or handshake. Whatever you want to do. Hell, come up and give us a hug if you have to. We'll be uh, we'll be happy to introduce you to a few folks that we know and have a good time down there. Yeah, um, I would recommend if you do buy tickets and there's VIP tickets available, make sure you get a VIP ticket. Uh, you won't be disappointed in the food in the VIP lounge or the whiskey that's up there. Yeah, I mean, if your wallet can support it, a VIP ticket is definitely the way to go. Um, it'll make a world of difference in your experience. If you're already spending a lot of money to travel to Bardstown, to get a hotel, to drive, to fly, to, you know, to get admission into the festival and, and experience all the things uh, on the bourbon trail. If you're already putting all that cash forward, that little bit extra to get that VIP ticket, you'll be glad you did. Heck yeah, you will be. I mean, it's going to be a hot day. There's going to be a lot going on there and it's a great thing to get into that VIP area and enjoy those pours, enjoy that food, enjoy that uh, rubbing shoulders with the who's who. Yeah, we got some good friends, I'm sure, that are going to be there. Uh, Dad's drinking bourbon, John Edwards, Zeke. I know they'll be down there. We'll have our good friends over there at the Bourbon Lens. They will be there. Uh, Jake, Scott, Mike, big Mark Rucker from Bourbon Life will be there. Um, I don't know if uh, Jason from the Matt, Master Drum is going to come. He he. If he's not, he better. He should. You got Mac and Logan from Basement Rickhouse over in Frankfort, Kentucky. I know they're going to be there and having a great time with us and stuff. Um, I, there's so many other people to list out that'll be there at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. And then on October 1st, 
Where are we going to be at, Jim? October 1st, Frankfort, Kentucky. Yeah, for old Bourbon on the Banks right there on the Kentucky River. Um, over 60 distilleries are going to be there. Yep. And mingled amongst them 60 distilleries is going to be this gigantic tent. Called the Bourbon Road Lounge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's going to be full of roadies. It's going to be full of bourbon. There's going to be two bars in there. Yes. There's going to be one bar where Leaper's Fork is flowing. <laughs> <laughs> you will actually get to meet royalty that day, too, because we're going to have April Weller Cantrell in there pouring whiskey for Leaper's Fork. Absolutely. So part of the Weller family. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have the Brody Bar in there. You don't want to miss out there with that. If you want to help out with the Bourbon Road Lounge, you want to help us sell some swag in there. It's a big sell for us that day. Last year, I don't know how many t-shirts we sold, Jim. We almost hundreds. sold out. Hundreds of t-shirts. Hundreds of t-shirts. Hundreds of flasks and decanters and camp mugs and Glen Cairns. And my God, it was a great day to see our swag going out there because we know everybody is going to enjoy that stuff when they get it home. Yes, sir. And um, the Bourbon Road Bar uh, was pretty much wiped out. Everybody got to drink from it who could show that they were a roadie. We're going to bring more bottles this year. More bottles. We're going to have somebody actually tending the Bourbon Road Bar this year. And that's what I was saying. If you want to help us sell swag, if you want to help us uh, pour whiskey that day, uh, October 1st at Bourbon Road Banks, it's only five hours long. Um, we can set up some shifts or something, but if you want to help out, send me an email, send me a DM. Um, we would really appreciate your help. Uh, it allows me and Jim to get to experience bourbon on the banks and get to experience listeners. Um, it also frees up our wives a little bit and lets them enjoy the day a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this also. year I, I'd like to see them enjoy themselves and just, uh, you know, last year they worked so hard. They did such a great job for us. They did. We're, we're two lucky dudes to yes, have we two are. beautiful wives, uh, that supports, uh, our hobby of uh, the bourbon road that you, you couldn't meet two better women that just push us on down the road and say, Hey, let's get this, this bourbon road thing going. Let's sell some swag. So come help us out roadies. If you can let me know, I might have some extra tickets, extra passes to get you in for free. Yeah. So let me know if you want to do that. Well, Jim, man, wild Turkey one Oh one Canada dry. That's the jam. It's a jam. And I think both of those brands, both the Wild Turkey 101 and the Canada Dry, are available nationwide, all 50 states. Probably probably worldwide. 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 You can get it anywhere. <laughs> it's kind of like us. Yep. Worldwide, you know? Yep. And uh, if you only drink bourbon straight, neat, and a Glencairn, cheers to you. But if you're willing to, to have a highball once in a while on a hot summer day, Get off that lawnmower, get off that tractor, come inside from trimming the bushes. You're just wiping the sweat off your forehead and you need some ice cold drink to relax to. And it's not a beer for you. If it's a if it's a mixed drink, I say go for it. Ginger ale, bourbon, in our case, Canada Dry, Wild Turkey 101. It's a winner. Yeah. Jim. One more shout out to two guys that have helped us out this past year. Um, it all kind of started with the festivals last year as old Kevin Holly at Seldom Seen Farms and Chris Cruz at Cruz Customs Flags. They've been our sponsors for this entire year. 
Um, and we can't thank them enough. Yeah, thank you to our sponsors. Uh, it's so great to have companies like that stand behind the Bourbon Road and uh, believe in what we do. We, we're proud of what we do, but it's nice to have a company stand behind us and say, you know what? Uh, we love your listeners. We love the message that you're putting out there, and we think our product's a good fit. So definitely uh, thank you uh, to Chris, and thank you to Kevin for trusting in the Bourbon Road. We wish you well. We hope to see you at all these events. And, man, what a great show, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, listeners, you can find us on all these social media platforms these days. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Um, Main place. Facebook. Facebook. Don't forget Facebook. Well, I was about to get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have a private Facebook group on there. Um, Besides our main page, The Bourbon Road, we have The Bourbon Roadies. Uh, You want to go in there and join? Got to be 21. Got to like bourbon. Come on now. You also have to agree to play nice, as we always like to say. Whether you drink from the bottom of the shelf all the way to the top shelf. If you drink your damn bourbon with some ginger ale, we want you to go in there. And uh, be part of our group. Um, you know, no rudeness. We do two shows every single week. We do a Craft Distillery Monday episode every Monday where we highlight a single expression from a craft distillery. Sometimes it's a big boy, but usually just a craft distillery. We'll drink it. We'll talk about it. We'll give you our opinion. We'll let you know whether or not you ought to add it to your bar. Uh, every Wednesday... We have a full-length episode like today's where we'll deep dive a subject like what bourbon makes ginger ale taste best. Uh, Sometimes we'll have a guest on. Sometimes we'll have several bottles. We'll give you some good conversation. Give you about an hour worth of good content. 30 minutes to get you to work. 30 minutes to get you home every single week. Mike, two shows. How can they be sure not to miss a single one? Well, listeners, you want to scroll on the top of that app, hit that check sign, that plus sign, that subscribe sign. That'll make sure that app tells you, hey, these two jokers have a show out today and you need to listen. What we'd also like you to do is scroll on down to the bottom of that app, hit that five-star review and leave us some comments. Very, very important. If you don't, you know what's about to happen. The big bad booty daddy of bourbon's going to come over to your house, drag in a wagon full of bourbon and another wagon full of ginger ale. You need two buffalo to haul that one. Just two big old buffaloes dragging them. Or the big chief just dragging them along by himself. Hey, we're going to drink it all night long. By the end of the night, I guarantee you'll leave us that five-star review and some comments. But seriously, those comments, those reviews, open up doors to distilleries, get us inside to interview great guests. It also gets great bourbon in our hands to give you great reviews. We'd surely appreciate it. All right. Well, Mike and I are very approachable. Make sure you reach out to us. And if you see us out in town, if you see us at a distillery, you see us at a local liquor store, if you see us at an event, make sure you walk up to us, shake our hand, introduce yourself, tell us your bourbon story. We'd love to hear it. If you've got an idea for a show, if you've got a idea for a guest or a bottle or your local town has a distillery that's doing it right, make sure you let us know. We need that information. We need that content. We'd love to reach out to them and, and get a show going. You can hop on our website, go to the Contact Us page, 
send us a note. Mike and I will get right on it. You can also send us an email. I'm Jim at TheBourbonRoad.com. He's Mike at TheBourbonRoad.com. But like we always say, hit up our DMs on Instagram. I'm JShannon63. I'm Big Bourbon Chief. And we'll see you down the Bourbon Road. Mm-hmm.